Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to the 57th episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. My name is Dylan, and with me across the pond is the stupid awesome analyst, John. Yo. And the hard man with harder opinions, Andrew. Hello. <laughs> we, we didn't really have any, anything to talk about, so we, we went through our, our list of, of discussions that, that we were going through, and we decided we're going to talk about Mecha. We're finally going to sit down and talk about some robots, because we all like robots. Chicks, Everybody likes robots. Chicks dig giant, giant robots. They do, and we'll probably talk about some Megas XLR, because... As one of the best mechas, honorable, not Japanese mechas out there. It's my favorite. Anyways, Ed Bruce Campbell. Best mech with car for head goes to <laughs> Mega XLR. <laughs> you cannot compare. One of our fans uh, this morning, which we'll talk about at the end of the show, uh, sent us a message saying, oh man, I loved Wakfu. Like, after your recommendation, I just watched it. Uh, so I was typing a message back to him. Apparently, my phone knows me all too well and autocorrected wakfu to waifu. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know how often I type that, which I don't. I just, I guess I just at one point was just like, I'm going to type waifu enough that I'm going to add it to my dictionary. <laughs> and so now every time I try to type in wakfu to be like, this show is awesome, you know, I'll say waifu is awesome. Yeah, because waifu is awesome. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although you have all these fans telling you, wondering, you know, why is he saying that waifu is awesome? <laughs> Thankfully, I haven't. This is my first opportunity. And I caught it on the first go, but so now you have to distinct between. That's a pretty hilarious, uh, h- hilarious correction, though, because they are pretty close. You have to always distinguish what conversation you're about to have. You're about to have a, a waifu conversation, talk about French anime, or we're going to talk about which cartoon characters you're in love with. Oh man. Um... And everybody's talking about Magfest now too. By the way, I just realized that massive Fest. action game <laughs> fest. Yes, M- music, music, and gaming festival. Oh, I was close. <laughs> yeah, um, that game was fun for a while. Magfest <sighs> is a pretty huge convention. Like all the U- it, a lot of YouTube gamers go to it. Uh, so someday I will probably try to make it there. You know, shake hands with all the people that we really like to watch on YouTube. But yeah, every everybody's talking about it now. Facebook's exploding with Magfest pictures. From all of our press and media friends. It makes me jealous. I want to go someday. Yeah, I, it's weird. I've never actually thought about MAGFest 
you know, as as much. But apparently, it's really popular. I mean, but because it mixes two really odd topics: music and gaming. Of course, there's a lot of nerd music musicians there. But it, it, it whenever I see anything about Magfest, I never consider or I never really see anything about the music. It's always the the video. Yeah, it's always who go the games. There. So I really wonder how much of the mag is is, is more ag. <laughs> ag fest. And game. The old agriculture fest. <laughs> or the agrocrag fest. Yes, yeah. Where they, talk, where they where it's a fe- festival of all Nickelodeon game shows. It's a festival of teens being pummeled with foam rocks. <laughs> yeah. It's an avalanche. Moat. All right, let's ring the news bell. <laughs> news. Okay. So uh, let's start off with uh, the, the serious stuff, and then we'll move on to some of the more crazy stuff. But uh, have you guys seen that is going to be losing an hour of their block really? on, on Adult Swim? Because their ratings have been down. Hmm. Even even with them adding Kill a Kill? Yeah, well, Kill a Kill's not going anywhere, and they actually don't know where it's going into the schedule yet. But they've lost an entire hour of it, which... <sighs> I don't know. Is that really a bad thing? Because they doesn't. Well, it runs until like five o'clock. Yeah, in the it morning. runs like four a.m. So, so I'm wondering, is it going to be like we're losing, or like it's it's starting at ten o'clock now instead of nine o'clock, or is it going to be they're stopping at four a.m. to to play really old cartoon cartoons? I'm checking right now just to see what the but difference the, is. Yeah, but I guess it's because of ratings. I guess even though they brought Toonami back and everybody lost their minds that Toonami is coming back, they're still not getting the ratings that they need to be officially back on TV. You know what I mean? Which kind of stinks. But I guess this could be some sort of PSA saying, Hey everybody, if you got the time, you should watch Toonami. Save Toonami again. Yeah, right. Bring, Bring back Tom one. Hey, did we ever talk about that old, that old thing? I was hoping that Tom 1 didn't really die and Tom 2 was going to be a bad guy and then Tom 1 came back and, oh, killed, yeah, and killed yeah. Tom 2 and then it was like, yeah, Tom 1's the hero. I know what you mean. And this all just takes place in between shows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't remember this? And this was back in like 1997. <clears throat> no, I, I remember the old Tom. I remember they even had like a, it was a contest or like you could vote on what his new ship looked like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you design the ship and everything like that. Right? Oh, we I, did. We did design the ship. Yeah, yeah. I guess because I because I, when the virus thing ate ate Tom one, I mean, we didn't even see it happening. We we just saw the trailer. It was like Tom is dead, and I was like, no, <laughs> what the heck? Not Tom my commercial dead. robot. Who's gonna tell me what's on TV next? Now, do you know when Kill a Kill is supposed to start airing on Toonami? February seventh. February seventh. So it, okay. Okay. And it looks like it says it's going to take an 11.30 slot. That's not too bad. That looks like it's the first slot, according to their website. You're kidding me. I think so, yeah. It looks like it starts at 11... Toonami starts at 11.30 and goes till 5.30 a.m. Interesting. But I think they're changing it to where it looks like it's going to go to 4.30 a.m. So this is another interesting thing, because Kill a Kill, we have not seen in English at all. You didn't watch the little trailer? No, uh, I have not seen anything Kill a Kill English. There was at all. I saw two videos. One was like the Toonami trailer, where I think only um, is the ma- main character's name is Ryoko, or yeah, Ryoko. Yeah, uh, Ryoko. I think she's the only character who speaks. But then there's an actual English trailer that shows all the other characters, or a lot of them. 
Maybe I did see that other English trailer and I just kind of They sounded nice to it. me, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, what uh, what's her little cute little friend's name? Mako? Yeah, I think her voice actress sounded pretty good for uh, that character. Yeah, and I know that uh Patrick Seitz is playing uh Kamigori. Yeah. Oh, good. The, he has to. The big dude is just always yelling. Every every <laughs> line is just it, the American voice actor is just yelling. Yeah, yeah. that's Patrick Seitz. Yeah. That's, uh, that's his job. That's pretty much been his job ever since he became JP from uh from Redline. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it could it, that could save Toonami if we tell people if if we Wicked Anime tell people hey you should watch Kill a Kill on Toonami we are single handedly going to save Toonami if you haven't seen Kill a Kill yet what's wrong with you Dylan I watched Kill a Kill I just zoned out towards the end oh yeah that's right it was Attack on Titan that you didn't watch yeah okay so next up in media news uh, what I have we're uh, talking later on. We're going to talk about what we've seen for the new season of anime so far, and there has been a lot of good and a lot of bad. But for now, we're going to talk about this piece of news that the new uh, season uh, anime show, Assassination Classroom, mm-hmm. they have postponed airing episode three of Assassination Classroom due to the current ISIS situation. Have you guys are you guys caught up on the ISIS situation that there are two yes. uh, Japanese hostages yeah. that were put to ransom and I think one of them's died so far. Well, cuz they were they only had like 48 hours to send them, you know, those millions of dollars. Yeah. But uh, but even still, um they they canceled the original airing of Assassination Classroom and also Funimation Online has done the same thing in in, in respects to, to mm-hmm. this. And, and the reason why they canceled the episode was because there was a scene in it where a character swings the knife at Kuro-sensei. You know, so they, and this whole swing of the knife thing was a big part of the video, which was, you know, kind of a, kind of a big turnoff to people, I guess. They didn't, they didn't want to take it too sensitive. However, there were plenty of other people out on the internet who did not take it too seriously. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they're taking it seriously, but they're... They're kind of... They're trolling ISIS. Yeah, they're trolling ISIS. It's called the ISIS Crappy Collage Grand Prix. And it's Twitter blowing up with these really bad photoshops of the ISIS video. We've seen videos of Goku and Luffy Luffy being the the hostages. The colossal titan reaching over the sand dune. Yeah, gonna get the, the ISIS guy. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy the way, what they're doing, and it's kind of like an attack on them, but it's not really gonna do anything. Yeah, it certainly won't have it, but it, it certainly brings up a certain bit of morale. Yeah, almost as like we're not afraid of you, and I, I mean, I, I can't believe that the Islamic State is still at it. To be honest with you, I thought that they would be that they would have kind of shut up by now. But I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm actually surprised that it's 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 still amazing that. I mean, we're finding the, the only people who are getting captured by ISIS and, you know, killed and executed by ISIS are the people who, you know, go out there and the, the war reporters, you know? that's That was one thing that I came across on Reddit, uh, I think the Japan subreddit that I found interesting, was that a lot of the public in Japan don't have a lot of remorse for the the two Japanese hostages because they feel like they put themselves in danger. Right. Which I thought well, was and, and, pretty kind yeah. of weird to me. Yeah, that is, well, that is true, but that's kind of what those those kinds of reporters' job is. They're <clears throat> yeah. meant to put themselves in danger. Yeah, like they put that. them they put themselves in harm's way, and and when 
you know, it's the Japanese mentality of when you have a job, you do your job. And that's what they're doing. They're doing their job. Like, part of their job was well, do you, to Well, do we know that these ho- the Japanese hostages were actually reporters? I, I um, have no idea what their profession was. For, I, I, honestly, I, I can't say y- uh, yes or no with a positive thing. But as f- from what I remember hearing, they did have some sort of media um, integration. Because, honestly, I don't know why any Japanese person would be out in the Middle East. I don't know why anybody would be out in the Middle East. Anyways, I, I don't know what the turnout of this is going to be, but I really hope that it, it turns out fine. The The whole thing with the, one of the hostages being killed is actually under investigation. They don't know whether or not it's legit yet. So fingers crossed on that, people. We just need to kick some ass. Yeah, let's do it. America. <laughs> I don't know. Been liberated. Uh, what do you got for media news, Andrew? Uh, okay, so uh, we have some good ones and some sad ones. Not um, sad. Uh, I'm gonna start with the. Uh, I'm gonna start with the sad ones first, so that we can, in fact, move on to the happy ones. Uh, guys, Origa passed away. Oh, like, that's right. Like what the heck? Yeah, she had the a- the singer of both Ghost in the Shell openings uh, had lung cancer. And uh, and passed away only last month. Age, I, mean, I, I mean, according to this recording, yeah, mm. age, um, age forty four. Yeah, she was forty four years old, and we literally saw her sing two years beforehand. Yeah, like, it, it was amazing. It, it was like you know, and it was the, a surprise. Like it was, a, we were at Anime Boston, and it was a surprise concert. We knew Origa was going to be there, but she walked out on stage and started singing the Ghost in the, the first Ghost in the Shell theme song uh, in her universe. And it was gorgeous. Oh my gosh, I had tears in my eyes because that's my favorite Origa opening for Ghost in the Shell. And she was singing to a Ghost in the Shell AMV of it. And it was just the best thing I've ever seen. So the fact that I even got to experience that was just unbelievable. Yeah, and unfortunately it's a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, so that is sad. I'm sorry, Origa. <laughs> you were just amazing. We love you. Everybody loves you. Thank you for your... Contributions to Ghost in the Shell. So, actually, well, that could lead into the news story that I had. Oh yeah. Because and we talked about this a few weeks ago, and, but it was just rumors then. But now Scarlett Johansson has officially signed on to play Major in the Ghost in a Shell film. Uh, yes. More sad news. Yeah, more sad news. <laughs> well, I, the reason I brought this to the table, and l- let me go on a little. Oh, I'm going to read some of the article. Is I feel like. Scarlett Johansson is the most redeeming part about that movie so far because we talked about before Rupert Sanders is on board to direct and um, the only thing he's I think the only uh, feature film he's directed so far has been Snow White and the Huntsman and then the producers are Abby Arad and Stephen Paul and I went on a little IMDB rabbit hole Stephen Paul is known for Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2, <laughs> Ghost Rider 2007, the, ori- the original Baby Geniuses, oh boy, and then the second Ghost Rider. <laughs> well, the second Ghost Rider apparently was much better because they had the crank guys on it, and the, and the, fil- and the filmography was absolutely amazing. But and then uh, well yeah and let me you go. shine up crap you get shiny crap Abby Arred I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly it looks like he's produced pretty much everything uh, at <laughs> least at least for Marvel films he's like there pretty much every Marvel movie is under his IMDb page all the good ones all the bad ones you know the Blade movies X Men two X Men Ghost he also did Ghost Rider Amazing Spider Man 
But um, oh, and the, th- the other name that was in this variety variety article was the screenwriter who um, is Bill Wheeler, Bill Wheeler or William Wheeler. And I looked at his, and I didn't recognize a single movie from uh, his uh, portfolio. Well, that couldn't be a bad thing, though. And which my point was the last time we talked about this is I. F- what I'm more concerned about is the people behind the camera for um, recreating a property like Ghost in a Shell. I mean, I think Scarlett mm. Johansson could pull this off, and I totally understand why they would uh, choose her, because it even says, mentions in the article the reason, one reason you would go for her is because she's going to put butts in seats. And it's, I mean, that Lucy movie made almost $400 million worldwide. And it was, and it was trash. <laughs> yeah, and I'm really less optimistic about this film now, but I'm really interested to see how it turns out. Oh, I will still go see it. Like, don't get me wrong about that. I'm going to go see it, but I will not enjoy any second of it. Uh, well, because the thing is, uh, a lot of people say we're going to use Scarlett Johansson to put butts in seats, but she doesn't put my butt in any seat. Like, I, I am not a Scarlett Johansson fan. Yeah, but I've that's, never been a Scarlett Johansson fan. That's, seven, that's what, $14 compared yeah, no, to $14 exactly. million? Dollars, so. Exactly. But, I mean, they lump everybody up and say, oh, but it's Scarlett Johansson. She's going to make money. And, I mean, she will it's, make money, but she's not going to well, make money. Well, actually, the point I meant to make, which I didn't, was uh, having an actress like that attached to this film is a good way to get it greenlit. So it's likely that had she not signed on to do it, it might not even have been made. Oh, Hollywood. It's one of, Hollywood yeah, it's, logistics. Yeah, it's totally one of those Hollywood things. But uh, And another thing I just remembered was a an actress that I thought might have been cool to play major, but would not have uh, as great a mass appeal as Scarlett Johansson was, uh, let me see if I can pronounce her name right, Rinko Kikuchi? She played... uh, Oh, man, yeah. She played the counterpart in Pacific Rim, the... uh, Mako. Mako, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because she's actually... Because she is on the rise. I mean, unfortunately... Mm -hmm. 47 Ronin didn't do very well. I still wanted to see it, but... Um, it was kind of cool, and, but she's yeah. also... It's worth mentioning, um, She, I think she is Japanese or half Japanese. Yeah, I think you're right. I think she's full Japanese. Yeah. Isn't isn't Scarlett Johansson like, supposed to be half Japanese or something like that? I don't know. No, they, they, this is a, it's one of those things that, you know... If she's argument, a quarter Japanese, I'm sure they'll make a big deal out of it. Yeah. No, it's, it's one of those arguments of people being like, oh, they're whitewashing! No whitewashing, Hollywood! Well, unfortunately, she's a robot, so... <laughs> uh, or she's a, she's a human, but she's a cyborg. Yeah. But the whole point is that she has a shell... And the shell can look like whatever she wants. So if she wants to be a white person, then she can be a white person. You can't really argue that. Sam Rockwell as Major. <laughs> Major Kusanagi. <laughs> be awesome. I would go see that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Major Matoko Kusanagi yeah. is Sam Rockwell as Major Matoko. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. It's, yeah. it's also interesting. I didn't know that this movie was a DreamWorks production. And I think DreamWorks is falling on some hard times, yeah, which could totally impact this film as well. That one of their animation studios just let let go five hundred people. Yep. Wow. Holy crap! Oh my gosh! They, like they they have to cut back on movies now. They, they like they're they're restricting it to to one new original piece and one sequel, and that's it for DreamWorks all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it mentioned in the article that insiders also tell Variety that Paramount has the option to come on as a co-producer and financer. Oh, wow. 
And, well, that makes sense, so, I suppose. Yeah. But yes. So wow, they got a lot of money. Um, this this topic of Ghost in the Show will pop up again because a fan asked us what we thought of Scarlett Johansson. So we'll, we'll we can talk about it again at the end of the show. <laughs> I think we just shared our best. We thoughts. did. Oh no, we did. What fan? It was Jeremy. It our was... F- wicked fan Jeremy said. Hey, Scarlett Johansson has been confirmed as Matoko. What are your thoughts? And I basically just said, I hate it. <laughs> I, my, my opinion, again, just paraphrase, is I think Scarlett Johansson could do an okay job, but I'm, of, again, more concerned with the people in charge of the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's definitely true. No, yeah. Not a Scarlett Johansson fan, not, not a fan of her being... Of her be- oh, I thought I thought you were just not a fan of her being. <laughs> her overall aura just annoys me. Yeah. Well, it, it does in in the Marvel movies, that's for sure. <laughs> she is awful. Yeah, I don't like Black Widow, but I don't like. Black she's Widow been in some all. interesting to, smaller to indie fair, films. I I, I want to move on on from this topic, but to be fair, she just read the script. She did, yeah, and like I mean, they they in those Marvel movies, they're like. I want you to care about Black Widow and Hawkeye. It's just like, I don't. I don't care about Black Widow and Hawkeye. I'm sorry. Okay, what's next? Okay, <laughs> what's next in the so, um, so next up, uh, Crunchyroll has gotten a hold of Golden Boy. Yeah! Yay! So uh, for everybody who has not seen Golden Boy, uh, one, wait till you're older. Uh, two, <laughs> um, it is a fantastic vintage anime. Study, study, study. Yeah, <laughs> it is... Wait, 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 what was the the one line? (gasps) A black bra! A black bra! (laughs) It's... You guys, if you have not seen Golden Boy, and, you know, you're one of those people that's like, oh, it's old, I don't care about old... You have to watch old shows, because those are the good ones. Golden Boy is a classic. It is so good. Features one of the best perverts in anime history. And see, the thing is, is... He's a pervert, but he's a really, really nice guy, which you don't really see that quality. Um, you know, either somebody is full pervert, but they, and they don't have any of the nice qualities. They're just creepy all the time in anime. This guy is a super nice guy, but he just he just goes nuts. He just can't control himself. And he's, and he's a genius. And he's a genius. Um, so the show is just brilliant. I think the uh, voice actor who plays his English uh, is Bob Smith, which I think that's his name. But you don't you don't see him doing anime anymore, and, and Golden Boy is like his huge, you know, his breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, and he is just fantastic as uh, yeah as, as, as Kentaro. Yeah, it's the the, the English the English dub is so awesome. Yeah, and and it's filled with Evangelion voice actors. Like everybody is an Evangelion voice actor in that. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, uh, definitely recommend Golden Boy. Add it to your queue. So good job on that Crunchyroll for getting that license because that makes any otaku incredibly happy. Especially if you haven't seen it yet, you have to watch it. It's so funny. I lo- uh, there's there's only six episodes of it too. Yeah. Um, the the one with the, the episode with the motorcycle isn't the greatest, but it's still funny. <laughs> You know, I think my favorite one is the swimming. The swimming. The swimming, the swimming episode is. But just, then again, the first one's good too. The the one with the programmers. The programmers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then uh, next up we have we were trolled guys. I see now. I feel like we've already talked about this on the last episode. Maybe not, but the uh, director of Tekken has trolled us. Harada. Yeah, Harada has trolled us. He the whole Lucky Chloe fiasco. How everybody's like, I hate Lucky Chloe, blah, blah, blah. and then he freaked out on the Americans. Um, well, he was kidding apparently. <laughs> he was he was being sarcastic with all his uh, trolley quotes, saying 
she's not coming to America, she's a, uh, Asian only, whatever. He wasn't serious, and we all fell for it. Uh, but even still, we were all sympathetic, Don't listen, telling him, don't listen to the haters, whatever. I was one of them. I guess I just didn't get his sarcasm. Maybe, he's, maybe he was just bouncing back. I, I don't know. Maybe he w- he was it's really true. mad about it. He, yeah, before. that's what I'm thinking, that he was actually really mad about it, and that was just his strike back, and then he kind of got over it. Uh, and that's how we covered it up. Doesn't matter. We're getting Lucky Chloe. I'm happy. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of Tekken, one of the producers from the Ghost in the Shell movie, Steve Paul, was the executive producer on Tekken <laughs> Kazuya's Revenge from last oh year. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> cool. Oh, and the other Tekken movie, too. Cool. <laughs> What's? The... Did he also work on King of Fighters? I don't know, but he produced a movie called Pizza Man. I want to see Pizza Man. Yeah, that's the title. Oh, it stars Frankie Muniz. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Is is that a documentary on what Frankie Muniz does now? No, it looks like a totally... (laughs) What? I was about to say it looks like a totally 90s movie. It apparently came out in 2011. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Cool. Stan Lee? Stan Lee will do anything. (laughs) It could, maybe Pizza Man's like a lesser-known Marvel character, and he's making a cameo <laughs> in it. But he's, he's like such a big name for the cast; they just still put him on the box. <laughs> awesome. All right, so um, so I think that's it for media news, right? All right, sure. Let, hey, let's move on to some gaming news. Uh, let's start with the big one. Yes. Um, by the by the time this recording is released, uh, there will be one week until Monster Hunter Four is is released. We will have Monster Hunter Four in our hands. Um, but we got a chance to play the demo, and it is so good. <laughs> I, uh, huh, huh. What's, there, what's there to say about it? They, they gave you all the weapons, all the... Yeah, you got to try out any kind of uh, weapon you tried. I even got to, because it's just the demo, I went and hunted the Great Joggy and different weapons that I just wanted to try out. I tried Gunlance. I tried the new weapon, the uh, Charge Blade, which is freaking sweet. What a cool weapon that is. I don't know. It was fun. We uh, we played with Evan of the Boston Bastard Brigade, uh, Jared, who is one of our longtime friends uh, from Florida and was almost on Wicked Anime, but we, we still have to integrate him somehow. But I, I got to play with Jared, and that was really fun. Um, and then you joined in eventually Yeah. We, well, we, while we were hunting the Gormagala, and we did terrible, and then I soloed it by myself, and I conquered. Um, yeah, I did terrible. Uh, well, everybody did kind of terrible. I mean, Evan died... All the time. <laughs> um, he's never played before. Which, by the way, you can actually hear that recording over on Evan's show. Yeah, I'll put a link in the description. Yeah, link it. in the description to the Boston Bastard, or No Borders, No Race episode where it's me, Jared, and Evan uh, beating the Great Joggy and the Tetsukabra. So fun. Oh, man. I cannot wait till Monster Hunter 4 gets released. And that is when, you know, soon after Monster Hunter Weekends is going to start. Uh, so Wicked fans who are Monster Hunter fans... We have our Skype channel and everything set up. We'll keep an eye out for all that information that's going to pop about how to join us for Monster Hunter Weekends, and uh, we'll, we'll give you the scheduling and everything. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Monster Hunter Four. So alongside with that, when they announced all the new 3DS stuff, so the new three we're getting the XL of the new 3DS. Um, is that the one with I'm the C stick? It is. Yeah, it, it essentially has all the buttons that a GameCube controller yeah. has. Yeah. And a lot of people are really angry that we're not getting the the small version of it, you know? Oh, really? I thought people would be more upset that we're not getting an AC adapter with it. See, that that doesn't really bother me because I have one for... That was their point. Everybody who has a 3DS already will already have yeah, one. That's yeah, that's what they're thinking is... But they're, 
how are you going to get new fans on board? Yeah, well, and see, that here's the thing. Can you though. buy AC adapters? Yeah, yeah you probably. Can, yeah, you can, yeah uh, Nintendo sells one for about $8. You can buy it on Amazon. Oh, what's the big deal? Um, and, then, and then they even have... Um, <laughs> Then and then they even have a cheaper one that that is compatible with your charger. That's a USB port, so you can you can charge it on your computer or in the wall for like six dollars. Guys, come on! Yeah, come on! Uh, <laughs> They're gonna release a bundle, and I have air quotes with that of the AC <laughs> yeah. adapter. The AC adapter. The AC adapter bundle. bundle. <laughs> what? So, so um. So uh, people are upset that we're not getting a small one, which I I kind of get where they're coming from, but I'm going to get an XL anyway. I don't really understand the point of, of not getting the small one because, I mean, this this new 3DS is going to be so crowded with all the buttons that are on there. There's like a thousand buttons. So uh, so alongside that announcement, that's being released on February 13th. Monster Hunter is being released on February 13th. Majora's Mask is being released on February 13th. Uh, this was all Nintendo Direct's. You know, oh, announcements. Actually, which speaking of, I think there's also a Majora's Mask Collector's Edition that doesn't come with the game. No, uh, uh, they have a Monster Hunter one and a Majora's Mask one, which are both got sold out in the first day about. No, the Monster Hunter one took a couple days to sell out. Mm-hmm. Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mask sold out in 15 minutes of its being annou- uh, announced. <laughs> um, and basically what they did with those is the games come pre-installed on the game. Yeah, I, the, I think I'm talking game. about something else. I'll see if I can't find... Okay. Uh, uh, so anyway, at that Nintendo Direct con- uh, concert, yeah, meeting, conference, uh, they announced a new Fire Emblem. Ah! I'm going nuts about that. Because Fire Emblem Awakening was out of this world. Like, one of my favorite games ever. You can fall in love literally all over again. Andrew. Yeah, I-, I get to find a new waifu to marry. Uh, see, I'm hoping that they keep uh, they're keeping the same elements. They have a full gameplay trailer to it. It has a CG, it has CG elements to it, and then full gameplay, which and it looks so good. Oh, it's so cool! <laughs> I I just I love Fire Emblem, guys. Seriously, and if it's as good as Awakening and Awakening was with even a better story, like I like the story of Awakening, but it could have been stronger. Um, I didn't care the, re- the character relationships just got me. They they built that game. With the player in mind. Still gotta finish that game. Yeah, you really should, because it's amazing. I'm on my, like, I don't know, third, fourth playthrough. So, get on that. Yeah. Uh, And finally, back to Monster Hunter. I feel like we talked about this already, too. But, in case we didn't, uh, I definitely talked about it on on the Boston Bass Brigade episode of No Borders, No Race. That there was leaked an English benchmark uh, photo of Monster Hunter Online. I didn't know that. So, uh, if you guys uh, never want to see me again, <laughs> or when you guys never see me again, it's because I'm playing Monster Hunter Online and Fire Emblem. So, basically, Monster Hunter Online is built by a Chinese company sponsored by Capcom, uh, and it's playable uh, only in the East Asias, but, you know, they have English patches for it and everything. Uh, but now they're officially no, there's nothing official yet but the benchmark that got leaked has English on it which is surprising you know oh we might actually get Monster Hunter online and if we do I'm sorry Wicked Anime is done for <laughs> <laughs> and I already talked to Sean too Sean from our show um, he, he, he he's gonna hunt with me you, can just, so. you could just do nothing but let's plays that's right. That's right. And and I could bring all the Monster Hunter Wicked, An- Wicked uh, fans with us. 
so we can do Monster Hunter Weekends both on Monster Hunter 4 and Monster Hunter Online. We can alternate. Look, that is some exciting gaming news for me. Yeah, lastly, <laughs> specifically Andrew. <laughs> lastly, in gaming news, guys, we had a uh, fan um, send us a, a link to a new Steam game coming out called Mahjong Pretty Girls Battle. That's and, right. And it's it's basically Mahjong. I mean, what more can you want? But it, but you play with with hot anime chicks. Yeah, it's and... it's strictly there's no arrow in it at all. It's strictly Mahjong with pretty pictures. Which fan sent is that? Uh, that was sent to us by Kyle, I believe, our wicked fan Kyle. Thanks, Kyle, for the heads up. Um, he uh, this it will come up in fan service again later because there was more to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kyle did send us over to that. Uh, there. They're releasing so many anime games on Steam now, including uh, that company that we love to do work with, Manga Gamer. Yeah. Uh, all of their stuff is, is popping up on Steam, usually the all-ages versions of their games, because there's usually two versions. There's an adult version and an all-ages version. Obviously, Steam releases the all-ages versions, which doesn't make that much of a difference to the game at all. Uh, honestly, the games that have that, both versions, it usually means the arrow scenes are extra, and you don't get them in the main story anyway. True. But hey, we have uh, content coming up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that means it's time to move on to some strange news. Strange right. China blowing up. Yeah. Well, I, I got Chinese news, but nothing's blowing up. Um, so first up in strange news, we have the reports of a restaurant in China that offers free food to beautiful people. <laughs> is, it, is it Abercrombie the restaurant? <laughs> No. Um, so get this. This is what. Check out what they do. Like, how do you how do you measure beauty, right? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So they actually have something in the restaurant where you, it takes your photo and then it sends it over to a clinic of plastic surgeons, some beauty experts, and they they Air go quotes. yeah, and they go through a regimen of what defines a beautiful person, and within every half hour. The top five restaurant restaurant people, like customers, get to eat for free. The most, the top five beautiful restaurant people, based really? on yeah. So I would like to do that. Yeah. So you go in and you, you get ranked, and if you if you're the one of the most five beautiful people to walk into the restaurant in does the it, time, does it rank everybody? Yeah, everybody walks in. So. Does it show if, that you're on the bottom? Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you go, there's there's two <laughs> floors, and if you go up to the second floor, it shows the rank. That's where the, the orgies people. are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what I was picturing it was like you go in, you like get your photo taken, and then you, you like eat while it's like processing or whatever, and then you either are like the server comes by and it's like, no, it, we got this. Or they just hand you the bill and everyone's disappointed. Yeah, you, yeah. you, go, you go and you prepare to, you're prepared to pay, but it might be a bonus if you don't. Because you're beautiful. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that, there's, there's no easy way around it. Being a, being a server in, in that place is going to be, you walk over with the bill, and walking over with the bill is never a good thing. Because one... Here you have to pay for your meal that could potentially be free. Two, you're really ugly. Yeah, what if, sorry. What if you just walk up with like a poster of Brad Pitt and then put <laughs> yeah. that in front of the camera? Oh my gosh! Or John Ham. John Ham eats free every time. <laughs> John Ham always eats free. I thought that was funny. I but I it seems like that they figured out a way around the whole shallowness of being. They turned it into a game, almost. Yeah, they did. But can you imagine being last? 
Like, if I, I seriously doubt there's like a leaderboard. I don't know, man. I I might laugh if I'm in last place. Like if I put, popped up in last place, I might laugh at it. But then like, oh, I think there might be a leaderboard, Dylan. I don't know. I don't know. Where's this article? <laughs> in the description. <laughs> I've got to wait two weeks to see it. So lastly, up in strange news. We have a story of... Uh, oh, this is so weird. Yeah. Okay, so Vietnam, <laughs> they detained uh, 16 suspects of being on suspicion of, of being Chinese spies. They turned out to be innocent, and they also turned out to be pigeons. <laughs> Vietnam... Uh, uh, not yet. Not, it's these Chinese drones. So they weren't, uh, they weren't like pigeons for someone else. They were literally pigeons, like yes. birds. <laughs> they arrested birds. Yeah. Um, and the reason why they arrested the birds was because they all had paper taped around their ankles, and somebody thought that they were computer chips. And so, they st- <laughs> and so both police and citizens started collecting up these pigeons that they found with paper around their, their ankles, and, and they ended up with 16 of them. Turns out they're innocent. Don't worry. Um, because they're, they're not spy pigeons. They are actually racing pigeons. Oh. And, and they, and they the, all the... lost. <laughs> yeah. I, I would not rely on pigeons to, to race because... I don't know. Would, back I, in the old days... Yeah, back, you know the old days when they had like boats <laughs> crossing the sea? Uh, <laughs> in Columbus times, there was uh, someone... Sailed from I think it was Europe to New York with a pigeon, and then he released the pigeon, and it flew back faster than the boat that took him. Because I mean, well, you know, it was well, it's kind of like the the way that it works with cows too. They say that cows used to be smarter until we started, you know, just making cows for meat. I, I kind of feel like it's the same way with pigeons. The more the pigeons hung around, the more dumber they got. Well, we, get, we just throw food on the ground so they just stay there and get fat. Like, remember when we saw that king pigeon one day? He was just like, oh, he's the king of the pigeons. And he was just like a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> was that a kingpin pun? No, I, no. This was like the king pigeon. I could be a kingpin. King pigeon. <laughs> But no, he was he was uh, he was the boss. He was the king of the pigeons because he ate all the food. He ate a whole orange ones without chewing. <laughs> but man, yeah, no. In in Boston, pigeons like do not move. Like you can you can kick pigeons. Like they just get out of the way, pigeon. And they are not afraid of you at all. Yeah. Well, I just thought, found it funny that that Viet, the Vietnamese people, at police, were even able to catch the pigeons. Well, it's know? probably the same thing. The pigeons just don't care. So you walk over and you pick them up, and they're like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> they got out I'm their th- their bread tasers. <laughs> bread. <laughs> they, they they shoot little croutons on wires. <laughs> oh, I gotta animate this. This is the perfect conversation to animate. <laughs> Could you imagine the the police brutality reports that they get in in Vietnam? Just like a whole bunch of, of videos, like cell phone videos of of police hitting pigeons with batons. I'm just imagining like one of those combined gift type things where it's like uh, Mel Gibson from we- Lethal Weapon pulling out a gun, like freeze, and then just cuts to a pigeon exploding. <laughs> this is this is the best strange news story ever. That is most certainly as strange as it gets. <laughs> Before we uh, move on to the most important thing today, which I think is what we're watching, we have something even more important that we need to talk about, and that is Japan's Fetish of the Week! Yeah! 
Not prepared. Explosions. Not prepared. Yeah, not prepared. Why didn't you have the music ready? <laughs> well, because not prepared. It snuck, not prepared. It snuck up on me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We could have just stayed quiet, put it in post. It would have sound a lot better. Shut up! Shut up, Dylan. Quiet. Not prepared. Quiet. Okay. Um. So this this finish of the week is a little bit different because we're going to be talking about an art book that's gone on sale, yeah, and this it, was sent over to a, a bias by one of Wicked, our Wicked fans. Yeah, I, I, I Thor. Yep, I Thor. And um, this is filed under fetishes I didn't or extremely specific fetishes that I didn't know that I had, um, <laughs> which is underwater girls in knee socks. But but they're mechanical Nissan. No, no, that's only one of them. That oh, is yeah, a that's... special feature of this art book where somebody has created mechanical, like, mecha Nissan, which is a good transition into what we're talking about today because yeah. we're talking about mecha. We are talking about mecha today. But, um, but yeah, mecha Nissan that are, like, underwater-propelled Nissan that... Kind of oh, like uh, uh, Sky Witches or yeah, stri- Strike Witches. Kind of like Strike Witches. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking that, that they were. Where they have the yeah, air, right, airplane legs, yeah, knee socks under the water. But uh, yeah, what a odd thing to because it's like who would have expected that? You know, oh hey, I like knee socks and I like bathing suits. But what if they were submerged underwater? I don't know. I mean, according to the hentai episode with me, it covers up the best part of my favorite thing about a bathing suit is like I'm a you know I like the legs. The feet, so like, what? Why are you covering that up? Well, but you got the absolute zone. You do have it. You you do have the absolute zone. Anybody who doesn't know, the absolute zone is the section between the. <laughs> it's the skin between the sock and the and, hip. And the, that shows that is that is that is. There's a name for that. The absolute it's the ab- zone. It's the, called the absolute zone. It's the it's where the knee sock ends and the and the skirt and the skirt begins. Sponsored yeah. by Absolute Vodka. <laughs> Um, this 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 piece of skin brought to you by. <laughs> um, but yeah, they that they are releasing a complete and total art book of all pictures of females submerged underwater wearing bathing suit and knee socks. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay, I guess. I, I buy it. I buy that for a dollar. Yeah. I mean. I, I, I see why it's kind of sexy. It's kind of cool. It would be a fetish of the week kind of a thing. And, you know, oh, I didn't know I liked that. But, eh, It's cool. Tumblr everywhere. It, it, I guess. And that was your best fetish of the week! Okay. So now it is time to move on to what we're watching, which is highly extensive because we started watching the new season of anime. Now, I haven't watched a whole lot this season yet. I did. Yet. I did. Um, <laughs> however, one of the things that I did talk about on the last episode did start up, which is Isuka. Oh, Isuka. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Um, but it start, It only started yesterday from this recording. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and so I'm going to watch it tonight. Uh, it is an arrow, uh, an arrow uh, anime. Light beams um, everywhere. Yeah, there's, yeah, like, probably, I'm expecting it to be censored to crap because the manga, I read the manga, this is actually an anime that I read the manga to, um, has boobs, like, galore. <laughs> like, crazy boobs everywhere. Cat gr- Yeah, cat girls. Uh, what is this? You know, it's called Isaka. Isaka. Yeah, and it's, it's on Crunchyroll. Um, and, yeah. Cat, that, that. Cat girls, boobs, uh, 
arrow mishaps. You know, oh no. Uh, but it, it is funny. It's it's really funny uh, from what I read. It's pretty sexy. Um, I'm not one for watching uh, Eero stuff, uh, nor am I one for, you know, reading Eero stuff too often. But Isaka is on my radar. Kind of like the way Ikitosin and Sekirei was. I gotcha. Get it? Yeah, like, that makes sense, right? Yep. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't watch it all the time, but uh, Sekirei is really good. I love Sekirei. And that's that's technically arrow because there's boobs everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I really like it. So. Uh, okay. So wh- where should I start? Should I start with the good or should I start with the bad? You should start with Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Well, that's good. <laughs> so Jojo's Bizarre Adventure started, and it's awesome. It's, it's still awesome. Um, it's no- starting where the 1993, like like we're basically in the 1993 OVA section. I think right it's now. 1997. I can't remember. Oh yeah, 1997, 2003. What, what, uh, dude, I okay. I have I have this on my computer, but I'm not gonna look it up. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it's where the original OVA for Stardust Crusaders started. Um, that's where this season is starting, and it's it's perfect. Yeah, it's the closest thing I've ever seen to a recreation of it. It's really great, and it's awesome. Yeah, but that was that goes without saying. I mean, anything JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you can just expect to be awesome. So. Yeah, I'm still watching Parasite. I'm still watching Chirabako because they're still going on from last season. Tribe Cool Crew is the surprise children's anime that I never thought I would watch, but it's awesome because it's about street dancing, and that one's fun, cute, whatever. Uh, the rest that are on Crunchyroll, not good. Yeah, uh, Funimation got all the good ones this year, and Funimation's video player is crap. Well, it's not crap. I, I, I can deal with it now. It's gotten better. I, I will admit it's gotten better. And they I, did update it. I do. I have it. been watching a lot on Funimation. Let me start with what what's on Crunchyroll though. Cute high, uh, cute high Earth Defense Love Club, Club Love. It, <laughs> club it's, Club. It, it's it, yeah. Um, <laughs> power Glove. Um, the it, it's, it's basically a magical boy anime. It's it's all the oh, ster- stereotypes of magical girl animes, but if it was from high school boys club, it doesn't take itself seriously in the least. It, it the first good. the first episode was funny, but it, it's just well, let's just say it's not my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> it it was funny, I'll admit it was, but I just don't really want to watch it because it's not, not meant for me. Some of the jokes that they had in there were really funny, like. They, the main characters aren't an official club. They're called the Earth Defense Club, and on their door to like they're not an officially registered club. So their their door sign says Earth Defense Club LOL on it. <laughs> Stuff like that's in it, which is really funny. Not not something that I don't think I'd continue watching. You know, um, let's see, Kantai Collection, which is the art book that was Moe manifestations of warships turned into cute girls, has been turned into. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. To an anime, not good. Uh, <laughs> Surprise! It's... It's it's kind of like the anime version of a video game adaption to a movie. <laughs> wow. Um, well, kind of imagine it like Supersonico. They made a Supersonico anime that was just based off of a concept. Yeah, it was just eh. Yeah, you know. It, I mean, so you whenever they kind of make something off of mascots or moes, it's it can be good, but there's doesn't really seem like there's a lot of effort put into it other than moe hype. Yeah, that's and that's basically exactly what yeah. it is. Moe hype. Yeah. Let's see, I tried uh, Psychono, which is a harem about a group of friends trying to make an gay game for their school club. I watched episode zero and episode one and two are out right now. Also not good. Uh, um, that was one that I kind of want to get uh, try to, to jump on because I do like the harem genre. Yeah. So you should definitely try it. I didn't think I liked episode zero. I think it was the fact that it was episode zero though. So I will try episode one. Just because I think episode zero didn't give a clear direction. Right. Almost like they released an OVA before they released what they should have. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? And then th- there was a short one called Military. I'm totally dropping that one because it's only a three minute short and it's just pointless. Uh, the <laughs> Testament of Sister New Devil, which is two sisters move in with. Uh, a guy because his father's getting remarried it's a complete and total uh, etchy anime you know light beams everywhere as per usual and the the sister is the new demon lord and it's revealed in the first episode so it's not really super big of a deal that I, I spoil it the brother turns out to be a hero that fights demon lords and you didn't know that up until the last minute of the of the show so it was kind of like the surprise that one had like a little gleam of hope because it was so bad for like 20 minutes and then the last two minutes were like okay maybe <laughs> <laughs> other than that that's the only ones that i'm watching on Crunchyroll. there are a couple more but they just completely have i'm void of interest in them yeah i've only been there's uh, their sword and fantasy animes and i'm not really see that. and and that's it my Crunchyroll list is literally just isuka from this season and then continuing jojo uh parasite and shirabako yeah like hey, that's it let's move on to some really good ones though funimation they have all the good ones yeah funimation nabbed all the good ones and i think they knew it which is good because funimation usually takes up all the moe blobs yeah we um they, we already talked about assassination classroom which is good Kuro Sensei is a really interesting character. He's the the yellow tentacle beast, and he is going to destroy the earth at the end of the school year if a whole bunch of low level middle school kids can't kill him. And the government, he and he, he like the the catch of the show is that they have to kill him for the. But it's a, it's a shonen anime, which means it's going to go on for like a thousand episodes, and you already know that they're never going to kill him. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a thousand episodes. And yeah. the the thing of it is, if you know that the one person that you're not going to kill, or that you're supposed to kill in the episode is not going to die, and that's the whole objective, how are you going to keep interest? That's that's my only complaint about it, but it's too early to tell what's going to happen. Well, you have to remember, too, that that could just be an arc. Yeah. No, it, it, it totally could, but the other thing of it is, is that 
like they, they do try to kill him every episode and they get close and he gets mad but the other thing that is too <laughs> and he gets mad yeah the, the other thing is too is that <clears throat> Kuro sensei is actually a good teacher and all the students love him they have to kill him but they love him because he's the first person or creature or entity he's the first entity ever who has cared about them because right. they're low level students and they have to kill him because he's going to destroy earth but he's a really good teacher and they all respect him Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting there. Death Parade, which was which is next up on the list, was awesome. It's Death Parade is about a bar which is purgatory, and people go down to this bar to face what they live through in life before they either go to heaven or hell. Interesting. Yeah. The first episode took place. A married couple died in a car crash, and they're down in the bar, and they have to play a, a game. In order to do that. And they have to bet their lives on the game. If they don't, then they get super dead. Because there's like dead bodies behind the bar. That happens to all the souls who refuse to play their games. I don't get it. They're already dead. So what happens? Like you're stuck in purgatory as a, a super dead person? I, I don't know. Probably. No. But but they have to play they have to play a game. And what they played was darts. And they, they were the husband and wife were playing darts against each other. And their, their dart boards that they were throwing their darts at were linked to organs and parts of the body on the other person they were playing against. So it's uh. kind of like some sick, twisted, supernatural saw. Oh, I have to watch that. Yeah. Oh my, okay, Death Parade was awesome. It was so good. Probably the best thing to come out this season so far. Um, however, one other one that I got to watch was Rolling Girls, which was made by the studio that did Attack on Titan last. Um, uh, No, wait a second. You watched the uh, Tetsunoku one, too, didn't you? Oh, yeah. yeah, Yatterman Knights. That one was okay. It hit me in the feels. The the first episode really made me sad. Um, That one was good. It's it's going to be interesting. I'll keep that one off to the side. I won't say too much about that one yet because I'm not sure how much I'm going to like it, but I will definitely keep watching that one. But Rolling Girls was awesome. I really, really liked Rolling Girls. It was an acid trip. There were super cool fight scenes in it. The action is great. It reminds me of a classic Gynex anime. Like, when, when I mean classic, I mean, like, Gunbuster and I mean Fooly Cooly. From the olden days? Yeah, from the olden 90s. Um, <laughs> it's, well, that, those days are considered classic now, aren't they? But that one was really good. I really, really liked Rolling Girls, which was a surprise. I didn't know that I was going to like that one, but I, I was going to watch it just because I liked the, the art in it. It was super colorful and everything, and all the effects that they used when, like, there's an explosion, there's, like, a, a mushroom cloud that's in the shape of a heart, and it's pink smoke, and really interesting visual stuff. And the characters are so super interesting. I would definitely recommend Rolling Girls. Um, so, so this season, yeah, I'm, I'm totally digging what Funimation has. Cool. For me, uh, I'm not going to talk about any of the seasons because that was probably what we just talked about all covered in there. You watch more of them and you mentioned the ones that I watched as well. I finished The World God Only Knows. And I don't mean I finished the anime, which I did. I also finished the manga because season three of um, The World God Only Knows, the anime, is not the, the complete story. They could totally make a season four out of the last story arc in the manga. So basically what I did was after I watched the anime, uh, I was not happy with that. I was kind of depressed with the way it ended because it is also a harem. So it's, it's, a, it's a comedy, but it's a harem. Uh, I'm going to be making a full Wicked anime episode about this because it was just absolutely incredible. N- now one of my new favorite animes ever. 
Um, probably my new favorite harem ever. Like, if if anybody asked me, you know, oh, what's your favorite harem? Boom. Like, world God only knows. It was so good. Um, anyway, so I backtracked and went to the manga after I finished it and read all of it. And the ending was great. I love the ending. So uh, anybody who was has seen the world God only knows, who hasn't read the rest of the manga, the ending clears the whole story up. It's actually an anime with a good ending. Like, they knew how to end it, and they ended it well. They It had a happy ending. It was a happy ending. So, yes! World God Only Knows. World God Only Knows. I, that is my recommendation of the year, even though it's been out forever. Oh, uh, which I It's also, pretty early in the year. <laughs> that's true. Um, well, I, I don't... Whatever year it is. Whatever. Um, it's a good... It's a recommendation. Yeah, it's a very highly recommended... High recommendation. Uh, I also found out that, you know, season one and season two of The World God Only Knows has been released by Sentai Filmworks. Well, apparently season three is on pre-order. Oh, cool. I'm going to be getting that. Neat. Dylan, you watch anything? I only watched one episode of Coyote Ragtime Show. Coyote Ragtime Show? That's an older one, yeah. Yeah, it, the only reason I watched it is because when I was a lot younger, we had, like, cable at one point where we got the Anime News Network... Or some sort of version of it, but they released episodes so far apart from each other. I only ever saw the first episode of Coyote Ragtime Show, and so I decided to watch another one. That's pretty cool. I dig it. How was it? It's it's kind of cool. It's it's a short anime. It's only 12 episodes, and I feel like it's sort of dragging its feet, but I, I only watched the first two episodes now. Um, I, I might watch the third just to see how it starts to pick up, but it's it's kind of cool. It's a... One of those treasure hunting animes where a girl has a key and a dude is going to take her to find the treasure her father left behind. And there's also this, like, bad, I guess, gang of, I don't know if they're thieves or criminals or what they are after them. And they're, like, I think there's, like, a group of 12 android girls that are all really unique trying to kill them. Huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I, it is. It is one of those older ones that mm-hmm. I would probably. Is it? Is it the age of like Outlaw Star and Cowboy Bebop old, or is it no, like no, no, two, no, early two no. thousands? Early two thousands. It's it's okay. not that old. Okay. It actually it still holds up pretty well. The the visuals. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's a Funimation. I think you're right. I think it is a Funimation release. I think so. Yeah. So with the toy shelf, uh, well, we have some uh, arrow figures being released, that's for sure. Um, uh, coming up, we have the continuation of the release of our Amiibos. So we have Lucario, Meta Knight, uh, they're all being released. Uh, they're releasing all the Amiibos in versions, or series, I should say. Have you been seeing the defect Amiibos they've been releasing? No. Okay, so there have been uh, I saw the that... Samus one. Yeah, I didn't see the Samus one, I saw the Peach one where she was growing a third arm out of her side. <laughs> Samus, really? Samus just has two gun blasters on one on each arm. Oh man, see that's cool. Though, yeah, they they were selling for insane amounts because they're so <laughs> rare. No, uh, I, I mean like the I mean the defect ones where like Peach has a third arm coming out of her. That's that that's the one that I saw, and I thought that was hilarious. I don't know. That sounds pretty cool to me, though. Um, we also have a new, surprisingly, a new Valkyria Chronicles figure of Silvaria. Uh, Silvaria has a lot of figures being released, but the fact that they're still releasing Valkyria Chronicles uh, figures of Silvaria is pretty cool. Yeah, but I can't get on board with Silvaria. Like, I mean, she was a great 
character in the video game but whenever they make a figure of her figure of her she has like k-cup she has like a k-cup chest yeah it's, it's she's ridiculous she's pretty misproportioned when it comes to figures and it's kind of disappointing yep that's back to it what is this this is like uh that square enix the square enix company play arts kai that do the redesigns of like batman and stuff like that. they have a darth vader here this thing is awesome for 120 bucks you can get this <laughs> Play Arts Kai Darth Vader. Yeah, I think I've seen this before. Yeah, I like their designs. They, they Yeah, they have some pretty fantastic designs. Gebel. It's all about the Gebel. It is all about the Gebel. For those who don't know, Gebel is all that extra crap. That, that, that useless on. crap, the, the lines and the bumps that make it look super interesting, but they're actually... Yeah, they don't do anything. <laughs> So for this topic, Gachi, we we're going to talk about something that's kind of long overdue, guys. We haven't talked about Mecha before, and it's about time that Dylan got back in the conversation. So we <laughs> so we're going to do something that uh, that he knows uh, a little bit about. I'm still but, looking uh, at Planet Kai figures or whatever they're called. <laughs> Sorry, Play Arts Kai. Yeah, Play Arts Kai. Planet Kai. Planet Kai. <laughs> so I have a weird love hate relationship with Mecha. I I love Mecha. But it takes me a really long time to get into it. I yeah, I never want to sit down and watch uh, a mecha anime, which which is weird because a lot of them are good. As like so, as recent ones like Aldnoa Zero, I love Aldnoa Zero. I've only been through five episodes of it though because when once other things come out, I totally throw it to the side. Hmm. You know, I, I could I could be watching it uh, otherwise, but. Um, I, I like mecha anime. I want to say that I like mecha anime, but I, I definitely fall off of it um, really fast. Now, do we count things like Evangelion in with the mix for mecha anime? Yes, there's. I actually did, just did like a quick little wiki searching for stuff. There are two like two sort of genres for mecha anime. There's going to be like super robot and real robot, and like Gundam would be like real robot, where they're. The robots aren't fantastical. They're just sort of like if mi- military actually were able to build robots, what they right. would be like. And then like Super Robot would be like Gurren Lagann, Eureka 7, uh, probably Big O, where um, <clears throat> the mechas have like really fantastical powers. They might even be able to talk or, you know, be characters all on their own. Hero Man! <laughs> yeah, that, I, yeah, I also thought of Hero Man, too. Yeah, Studio Bones really likes their um, their mecha anime. Yeah. But they do a really good job at it. I, I think that if I ever wanted to watch a mecha anime, it would always be from Studio Bones. Well, I love that I love that classic scene that they always have a template for, which is the ship flying around while the missiles are exploding. Yeah. It's in every <laughs> single show. Yeah, that every they do. like yeah, any any scene where like something's being chased by missiles and it's animated by Bones is so cool looking. <laughs> But unfortunately, the anime series are really hard to follow. <laughs> yeah, what? What's happening? Oh, missiles! <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely consider Evangelion as a mecha anime. I don't know that why you cer- wouldn't. Then that is certainly a good one. Yeah. Well, it's definitely one of the pioneer ones. It's one that everybody's seen. Well, mm-hmm. I, I was just curious because you know it's all about the angel, uh, angels and stuff like that. So nothing's really a robot in that. So I was, yeah, I, I just didn't I, know. I, I think it. Mm, that's a, they, I, I suppose that's a good point, but I think it really depends more on the actual mech as opposed to its enemies. They have extension cords. <laughs> yeah, it's very real. They need AC adapters, but unfortunately <laughs> Nintendo didn't include them. 
<laughs> I you mentioned Gurren Lagan, which everybody seems to have a love hate relationship with with it nowadays. But I think that's one of my favorites. Mm. Uh, yeah, pe- people have people have this really weird thing where mentioning Gurren Lagan is a taboo, but you, you can't help but deny it, or you can't deny that it's 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 a really good masterpiece. Not to mention it's it's directed by Hiroyuki Mashi, which he's he's my man. And and you can't he he pumps out really good quality work, especially when it comes to fight scenes and things like that. You you don't some of the fight scenes that you see in Gurren Lagann you don't typically see in any other sort of mecha anime. Like if you think about classics like Gundam, it's a lot of standoffs and coup de gras. <laughs> coup d'état. Coup d'état. Yeah, <laughs> I was just about to ask you. So do you feel like you like more of the super robot type mecha animes as opposed to real robot? I absolutely do. That yeah. would probably that would probably be why I like things like Power Rangers too, because the robot's not the focus of the battle. It's the people who are able to fight on their own, and then they use the robot to finish the fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, but but that doesn't really make any sense because that that can contribute to Gundam because Gundam is just a piloted robot. Yeah. But I I am not into Gundam at all. Yeah, I think when I was younger, I just I loved Gundam so much just because I I didn't know better, but. Um... <laughs> But the weird and the weird thing too about Gundam is, I feel like in some of the series is it's like the original canon series, the Gundam, uh, uh, Universal Century, the ones that take place then are very much a real robot series. But I feel like other ones like G Gundam are almost more like the super robot. Yeah. And like I feel like they can because it's like a franchise of different series, they can flip flop and go back and forth and like try different things. <laughs> like Gundam Build Fighters. Yeah, so I feel like some are certainly oh, more real yeah. robot and some are... Yeah, Gundam Build Fighters is a cool concept. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a Pokemon-esque. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's a battle type. It's a, dual, it's a dual type anime. Yeah. Like Bakugan and Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! And all those cool ones. And Beyblades. Beyblades. Is Beyblades a mecha anime? No, Beyblades <laughs> is not a mecha anime. <laughs> what you should be asking is Metabots a, a mecha anime. Which I don't think it is. That's kind of around, around the same concept of is 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 Gundam S- SD a mecha anime? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of <laughs> true. I guess that's, that's that's technically the same question. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So anyway, do you? Well, unless you had another question or anything, do do you guys have what or know what your favorite mecha anime is? I would I would probably have to throw down and say that Gurren Lagann would probably be my favorite. Mine is kind of. Okay, so here's the thing. I love Gargantia, Susei no Gargantia, mm-hmm. which technically that would be a mecha anime because it because one of the main characters is a robot and it kind of uh, floats around the idea that there's a robot there. But it's more about the community and the people and how they survive on the planet now that it's a water planet, you know? Mm-hmm. Inse- instead of the mech. Yeah, he fights. he's like he's there to help out and there are mech fights and uh, it's a very important part and it's a tool. Uh, so if that is considered a mecha anime, then yeah, absolutely. I love Susei no Gargantia, but not because of the mecha, you know? Mm. Um, if it's I because have of to, the people around it. Yeah, if I have to put one in, I would probably say Evangelion. Not Big O? Oh, jeez, what the heck? Big O is freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would probably either be tossed up between Big O or Eureka 7. Eureka 7 is... I See, I was going to say Eureka 7 um, as well, because... You know that's that's really cool, but I just couldn't. I I don't know. It's it's tough 
Because, um, like, like Jonathan, I have a love-hate relationship with mecha anime. Um, so the ones that I like, are, are, I really like them. You know? Yeah, I feel like mecha anime can also fall into like a, a pitfall that I think a lot of itchy or itchy animes fall into, where it's like they use their gimmicks of in in mecha's case, of course, giant robots and itchy giant tits, and <laughs> <laughs> they they focus on those gimmicks and there's no substance underneath, like no not a lot of interesting characters or story, and but the the ones that. I think focus. I, I, I think that can focus on the other aspects of it as well as, you know, using their gimmicks appropriately are by far the better ones. Yeah, it's it is really interesting in that respect. Yeah, you get what I'm it's, saying. I do. I absolutely get what you're saying. Because now, that, yeah, because when you think about it, like, there's there's a a weird trend with things like Big O, Evangelion, Eureka Seven. The robot isn't generally the main focus of the mecha, but it is a major player. Yeah. So. Like, yeah, like Eureka 7 as well. Nirvash is a huge key to the story, but not not but, overly used or. Yeah, he's not, he's not more important than the characters yeah, involved. Yeah, exactly. So that is, yeah, that's a very good point. But is there really any mecha anime that is that way? Sure, because um, if you think about it, when you think like like Gundam, yeah, they're they're just the tools, you know, and it definitely is a lot about the people, but they're they're so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, if we want to get technical, then Gundam Build Fighters is about the Gundams, less about. I mean, there there is a lot of character development as to how they use their Gundam, but mm-hmm. it's a lot about when they're in the battles. Like my Gundam does this because 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 because. Yeah. Okay, so how about this then? Is it does does a bad mecha series entail the fact that you have to like in order to get to the good part, you have to wait for the mecha mech fight to happen? Hmm. You know what you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, yeah. so like I, if you're if you're watching say say you're watching like Gundam Wing, for example, mm-hmm. is one of the first Gundam series that Andrew and I ever saw. If you look at Gundam Wing, you want to see the battles. It's like, okay, we get through the politics and let me just see the Gundams blow each other up. And as to which case is usually just a bunch of orange circles fading in and out in faraway space. Or, or just being static and arguing over the intercom. Yeah, exactly. So when you look for a series that is like, okay, I just want to see the mech fight, then that is a bad mech anime. Like, interestingly enough... That's that's a bad mech anime when you say I just want to see the robots. But when you want to see the whole thing, when you want to see the people interact with each other, and when you want to see yeah, people yeah. possibly fight without using the robots, then that makes a good mech anime. Yeah, well, I th- yeah, I think that's the best distinction we've come up with. Well, let's uh, let's throw another monkey wrench into it then. Go Kiger, Guy Guy King, Mazinger Z. Really oh, I thought you stuff. were naming one anime. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Vintage mecha animes, mm-hmm. you know, giant robo things that giant are, ac- yeah, yeah. Uh, things that are actually about the uh, the robot. Um, those are classics, and those mm-hmm. are really cool, right? Um, so, what did they do differently? Uh, they're going to guy. <laughs> it, the sideburns. Well, I mean, I haven't watched that much of those. I've watched a few, a little bit of Gigantor, and I think Getter Robo. 
Yeah, got it right. Was the, the one that was the first combining mech anime. Um, and I, I wasn't really all that entertained. So, I, I mean, I wonder if maybe their success was largely due to the fact that they were sort of the first shows to do something like, you know, Gigantor, I believe, was one of the very first mech animes. And I yeah. I think Getter Robo um, was the very first combining mech anime. Hmm. I, think that, I think that was out before Voltron. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think we had this conversation before, and I was right about it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Voltron. That one is basic, essentially a Sentai series, but an anime. Mm-hmm. And I've, al- I've always really liked Voltron. I even tried giving the comic book series a start yeah. when they when they restarted it, and uh, <clears throat> it wasn't good because it was American. But <laughs> yeah, Get a Robo came out ten years before Voltron, so. So here's a list. Of, here's a short list of of some uh, some mecha animes that I don't like. Uh, <laughs> right at the top, Code Ge- Code Geass. Oh yeah, um, have you ever seen Code Geass? I don't think so. I might have seen like one episode or so. I just have never had an interest in seeing it. Yeah, yeah but a lot of people it, do love that show. A lot of people. It has a really they lose their crap over that. Yeah, show. it has yeah. a really interesting cult following. But I just don't like it. I just don't like the characters. Well, it's all politics again. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's all political. It's about revolutions. It's it's not really about the robots in that one either. But of course, when I watched that one, it was both. I don't want to see the people, and I don't want to see the robot fights. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's nothing for you. There, there's there was just there was nothing about that. So then another one that came up was Blue Gender. Uh, I haven't seen much of Blue Gender, but that was because I watched a couple episodes, and I was just like, I'm not into this. Uh, like some guy wakes up in the future, and giant bug monsters are attacking him. He gets rescued by people and robots, and I don't know. I just I just wasn't into it. Uh, so that one kind of seems like the robots are more tools to fight the giant bugs. Um, but other than that, they really didn't have that much involvement. I'm kind of finding like a weird pattern here, whereas to initially I thought I didn't like giant robots because they were giant robots. But now I'm kind of finding, oh, I like the giant robot animes that involve the giant robots more. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sure. I mean, one of your favorites though, like Big O. Big O only shows up at the end, like for five minutes yeah. tops. You know, I mean, it, that one, that one. Yeah, that, and that show too has a very cool story and plot, even without the robot. Like, yeah. if you were to take all the robots and monsters away from that show, it's still a very interesting show. That's true because yeah. it's all it's like an American noir. Yeah, with which, like a huge mystery. Yeah. Um, I suppose that's true too, but could that go into an element that makes a good mecha anime? If you take out the if you take out the mecha and you make it a different genre, is it still a good anime? Huh. Good point. It's kind of a. It's an interesting question because, like, because here's this anime about uh, that has giant robots in it. Take out the giant robots. Are they important? Yeah. Or yeah. or, or, or no, is the is show it, good? Yeah. Is it still good? Mm. That's the key to mecha anime making the mecha element of mecha anime not important how interesting is that <laughs> they have ghost in the shell in this list for some reason uh <laughs> oh, yeah oh, there the are some, there's some ro- she's a robot <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's a, okay so there's an interesting question then <laughs> robots because like i was thinking about this right when i right from the start i love fooly cooly and it has robots in it all over the place but it's not a mecha anime 
But could it be cons- but could it be lumped together with that in saying like, hey, I, I really like robots, and, but I really like Lord Conti, but he's not a mech. He's he's a robot. Yeah. Does that fall into the into the same subgenre? I don't think so because Lord Conti is treated more like a character. That's than, true. Yeah. Than, than a he, he is a full fledged interacting character. Yeah. Than a tool that fights things as you know for the person. Yeah, I'm not sure. When I typically think mecha, I think of a robot that has to be huge. Yeah, Th- and That controlled. may not be the yeah. right idea to have, but that's usually just the first thing that comes to mind. Well, yeah. most most of the time, the, the robots don't have a personality of their own. They're being controlled by something. Mechas yeah. are tools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't mean that. Mean it like that. I, I, literally, <laughs> I literally mean they're tools. <laughs> that should be a shirt. <laughs> Mechas are tools. So here's a, another interesting one. I never saw this one, but uh, one that I did want to see was Burst Angel. Now, I, I heard that there weren't a lot of really good reviews about it, but it is done by the same director who did things like Kite and Mezzoforte. Hmm. Like, this was his anime series that was not porn. Like, not, lump, <laughs> not lumped in with all of his pornographic. Well, it's interesting that I made the Itchy and Mecha comparison earlier then then maybe it was just an easy swap for him (laughs) what if instead of boobs it was robots (laughs) um i know that this it probably does have some well-endowed characters in it um but of course his his animes were never about well-endowed etchy fan fiction or fan servicey characters it was more about the this is really creepy sex scene. Like, this, ew. Yeah, this is messing with me right now. <laughs> Have you guys watched any other Gundam series other than Gundam Wing? Uh, let's see. Build Fighters. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, besides Build, Build Fighters. Fight, yeah, Gundam Build Fighters, but Gundam Wing... We've been, we've been told on many occasions that we need to watch Unicorn. Yeah, well, just... Unicorn is really, really great. There is still a, a bit of sort of politicalness to it and another thing that holds it back is unicorn takes place like far into the future from the original canon series so they make references to a lot of things you'll have no idea what they're talking about Mm -hmm. but it still is an amazing show with beautiful visuals and like every episode of that show was like an hour long so it's like six movies i think yeah okay so um further looking onto this list of uh, mecha animes. I came across this one that I think I've heard of, but I've never had any familiarity with it. And this robot looks just straight up badass. And it's... Um, Mazinkaiser SKL. Yeah, Mazinkaiser SKL. Ever heard of it? I, I've heard of Mazing several things, but yeah. I... <laughs> yeah. This one's Mazinkaiser. Kaiser SKL. Yep. I know that there's at least one Mazinger movie on like Hulu or Netflix or something. Yeah, this this is definitely this a Mazinger. Actually, yeah, this is definitely a Mazinger Z uh, OVA or continuation or something. But this he's got like a grody sword. Uh, he's cutting things to pieces. It looks violent. <laughs> it looks awesome. Yeah, this he's, might be the one that's on. He's right. He's riding on a horse. Is it a, a giant robot skeleton riding horse, on yeah. a, a giant skeleton horse? That's, that's Whoa, weird. is this robot fan service? This robot is groping this robot. <laughs> Robo-rape. It's consensual uh, robot on robot action. 
I wonder if uh, <laughs> I wonder if this uh, still has uh, Gonagai uh, in the mix for something like this because this looks straight up my alley. I don't know how how big are their sideburns. Yeah, Gonagai is Mazen Kaiser. Uh, the, uh, is a Japanese OVA spinoff of Gonagai's Mazinger Kaiser, which itself is a spinoff of Mazinger Z. I gotta check this out, yo. Yeah. Uh, New Mecca. Yeah, I that if 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 that looks good, or if it, if it is good as good as it looks, then that will be a new Mecca anime to add to my list. It looks like the whole movie's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is. I bet I can find it on my secret secret anime tree. Yeah. That's no longer your secret. I didn't. Hey, no, I didn't. I didn't reveal anything. I didn't say what it was. So was oh, so was the, that the only two Gundam series that you yes. had seen? Yeah, that's, Wing that's and... all we had seen. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure because we had when we were younger, we had a friend, uh, the, our friend who got us into anime. Basically, his one of his favorite things to do was watch uh, Gundam. So mm. whenever we were over at his house. We would have to take a break for a half hour whenever we were doing anything. I mean, this is when we were really young. Uh, so, you know, we'd be in elementary school, we'd be playing over his house, and we'd have to take a break so that he could watch Gundam for a half hour, and then we could go back to doing whatever we wanted. And it was always Gundam Wing, Gundam Seed, Gundam anything. So we've seen bits and pieces of it, but we've never actually sat down and watched these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gundam Seed had a lot less political stuff, but it was also like... Um, I don't know the best way to describe it. Like, it was one of those more emo-type animes, you know what I mean? <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. Angsty, angsty, long-haired characters. <laughs> yeah, kind of. There was a lot of, like, relationship love triangle stuff in that a- anime. But if if you would like I one that I think is sort of like a good middle-of-the-road Gundam series, check out Gundam 00. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I li- that's probably one of my more favorite ones. I found that one to be pretty entertaining. And then everyone always loves G Gundam. Yeah, I see now. See, that's one that I'm surprised I haven't checked out was G Gundam, because uh, because we talk about it so much and it sounds so quirky and stereotypical. I would just love to to see even what it's about. Yeah, it's that's one of the things I find so fascinating about Gundam is because it's like a series of series. So there's so, like one Gundam series could be completely different from another, where like you could like one and hate the other. Yeah. There's even the like um the weird one that uh, it's called Turn Gundam and it happened when did that take place? Wow, really? 1999? So a lot more recent than I thought. But the the reason I brought that one up is because that's the I think probably the only uh Gundam series where a I don't think a Japanese artist designed the mechs. It was uh Sid Mead, I think is how you say his name. Who do you know who that is? No. He is a uh, a really famous uh, concept future artist for like films and things of that nature. He like he did work for like Blade Runner and concepts for that kind of stuff. But he designed all the mechs, I think, for Turner Gundam. So they look completely different from any other Gundam series. Interesting. Like the main Gundam has like this thing that looks like a giant mustache. Awesome. <laughs> Mustache robot, Max Swanson. Max Swanson. <laughs> Tom Selmec. <laughs> Tom Selmec wins. 
I think that's a good place to end the discussion for that. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's uh, let's move on to some fan service, guys. Okay, guys. So you sent us some things over the course of two weeks. Um, of course, we had, as we mentioned before, Jeremy sent us uh, our opinions on Scarlett Johansson being Major Matoka Kutsunagi. Uh, we have that long discussion, so enjoy that discussion at the beginning there, man. Uh, Gerardo uh, sent us an Onion-like uh, website uh, called Anime Maru. Which I think I've heard of, but maybe not. It's not really super popular yet. It still looks like a blog spot. But Anime Maru is a news a news site for anime news, but it's like the Onion. Huh. So it's it's made up stuff. Uh, and he sent us one over for uh, reverse riff glasses. So basically, you put on these sunglasses, and it turns your world into a vectorized two D world. <laughs> hmm. um, I, it's, I was like... Every Otaku's dream. Yeah, I read the, the article. I was like, that is super cool and a, a really funny concept. But I can just imagine people like smashing into things because they have no depth perception anymore. <laughs> like all day long tripping over stuff. Stop overanalyzing. It's not real. I know. <laughs> uh, and he also sent us over a new news source. So uh, someplace where we can share news. Uh, tidbits and everything uh, to our new thing called Desu Daily. Is it strange news? I don't think so. I mean, it's a mix of everything. So, uh, but Desu Daily has some cool anime updates, all those normal things from Japan. Cool, check it out. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. Absolutely. Uh, Big Bad Shadow Man, um, in his uh, repeating, helping us out with all of our awesome kaiju news and giant robot news, uh, said that Ultra the Ultraman manga is getting an adaption, kind of like RoboGirl Z, the anime for RoboGirl Z, uh, where it's going to be cute moe representations of the monsters, but in the Ultraman universe. Didn't they have, like, a figure series line of that? I don't know. But it, uh, but this is, uh, this is all related to Ultraman. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, so that's cool. I'll, I'll check that out. I really like, I really like RoboGirl Z, so I would want to see that. He also says that uh, Crunchyroll is releasing Destroy All Monsters. Really? Yeah, the Godzilla flick. So that's pretty cool that we... If it's not already up there, we have to keep an eye out for it, definitely. So, And he also mentioned to us over on Twitter that, hey, the countdown timer on the Godzilla website is ticking down again. Wait, like from the original movie or... Or, I mean, from, from the new movie? Or? Yeah, from, I think from... I believe it was from the website for the Godzilla... 2014 movie. Huh. Uh, so it's tick, it's count, it, the countdown timer has started again. Reset the clock! So that was pretty cool. And our. We get to see Brian Cranston again. Yeah! <laughs> Is it <Yeah>. a prequel? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Uh, and then Wicked Fan Robert uh, sent us over something on Facebook where he says, Hey, I checked out Wakfu. Thanks for the recommendation, because he loved it. We also talked about that earlier in the episode. We did. Uh, we got through all of our fan service already today. Yeah, which was really weird. <laughs> uh, we just had a, a whole bunch of relevant stuff to talk about. Um, so I sent him back. That was when we talked about the whole, hey, waifu phone. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I tried typing waifu. It ring, ring, ring. Yeah, we remember. Waifu phone. I know, I know we remember. I <laughs> In case our listeners didn't remember. Was, yeah, they just listened to it. Me, yeah, me mumbling about it, so... Well, okay, so Kyle sent us over the Mahjong Girls saying, asking us if that was the game, or that what we had talked about in a real or fake. That's right, I remember that. Um, and uh, 
It's no, not. That, it's it's not actually what we were talking about in a real or fake. Um, believe it or not, what we talked about in the real or fake was strip mahjong. Yes, yeah, strip mahjong, which was a movie. It was the grind the grindhouse Japanese movies. Yeah. However, I, we did talk about it one time before, really long time ago, where there was a mahjong game where you got moe girls. Yeah, I do want to try this out, but it's PC only. I don't have a, a, a really a PC. I mean, I'm sure it's not very processor intensive. But my PC still sucks. I need a, I need a better PC. Um, anyway, uh, so that was uh, all the fan service we had. So that should be moving on to the shameless plugs. Okay. Go for it. All right. So if you guys want to join our conversation about Mecca, maybe you guys really like Mecca. Maybe you ha- like the Mecca series that we don't like. Uh, send us some emails over at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find our show on youtube.com backslash wickedanimereviews. Uh, which is our main hub. And hey, guess what? Season 3 of anime on the YouTube channel is about to begin. Uh, actually, if it hasn't already begun by the time this recording comes out, because this is a two-week recording, uh, I'm working on an episode right now. A new episode with a brand new opening. Remember I've been talking about that shiny new look for Wicked Anime? Well, that's it. It's finally happening. It's finally happening. Um, so, uh, moving on from that... Uh, we have facebook.com backslash wicked anime where we post all of our news and reviews and anything that we find funny or relevant that you guys might like to share that we'll talk about in later episodes. It's cool and you guys can talk to us there as well. You can find us on soundcloud.com where we post our podcasts uh, backslash wicked anime. If you're not listening to the podcast on nerdyshow.com uh, where you can find our videos and our podcast as well as iTunes. Jeez, that is such a mouthful. Uh, iTunes.com or iTunes.com <laughs> or iTunes whatever uh, you can find the uh, Wicked Anime podcast you can also tweet, a, tweet at us at Yo Wicked Anime where we can tweet back cool things I love Twitter like after starting up the Twitter thing I just fell in love with it it's so cool how we can just qu- really quickly send notes I don't know I, I just I didn't get it before but now that we're celebrities I do <laughs> now that we're famous rolling in the in the celebrity bucks yeah, in right. the baker's dozens of people <laughs> cause that's what Twitter's really for it's for them celebrities so now I, I feel like I have a star on the walk and finally you can find us at tumblr.com tum- where we tumble tumble things sometimes that we find funny and funny <laughs> we remember that we have a tumblr yeah and that's it, guys. That's all we have for our shameless plugs. But hey, Con Month is starting up really soon. Aw, oh, boy. We have we have some good stuff planned for Con Month. Yeah, so we have one month to go, uh, and that's uh, February. This is coming. This episode is coming out. It's already February. Uh, keep an eye out for Monster Hunter Weekends, because that, cause that's when Monster Hunter should be coming out like a week from now, uh, from the release of this episode, I think. Uh, February 13th, uh, whenever this episode gets released, I don't know. So keep an eye out for Monster Hunter Weekends. It might start after Anime Boston, because we're going to be get, uh, really busy with getting our panel stuff together, uh, all of our press stuff together. Uh, but uh, Official con- date's coming soon. Yeah, and Con Month it will start up again in March. March will be our Con Month. Oh boy. Oh boy. I can't wait. Prepare yourself. Your body has to be ready. My body's ready. My body's ready, too. Mm-hmm. Reggie's body's ready. Reggie's body's ready for Monster Hunter. Is that the Nintendo guy? That is the Nintendo guy. Okay. And Fire Emblem. And Reggie Watts. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
thanks for joining us on the Weekend Indie <laughs> Podcast, guys. Uh, until next time, when you get to hear us sign off again. The only way. Hey, isn't that what everybody listens for? So if you hear until us next time, you hear us sign off again. Okay, <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. bye. going through all the photos on my phone, which I didn't realize how many photos I had on my phone, and they go all the way back. I didn't delete anything off my phone. And so I found that picture, and I was just like, no way! I have, like, <laughs> no photos awesome. on my phone. Never take photos. See, and and all of them are, like, uh, different groups of cosplays from people I took take pictures of uh, oh, from anim- each, each anim- year at Anime Boston, yeah. Yeah. So I go back and there's like a bunch of different people dressed as Gordon Freeman. <laughs> Gordon Freeman and Lucy from from Elf and from Lee. Elf and Lee. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, of course. And cat girls. <laughs> Not many people cosplay as cat girls. Because well, you can't say like, I'm, just say I'm a cat girl. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Lots of uh, Macho Man Randy Savages too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Macho Dude. Man Randy Cat Girl. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes, or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships. You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like, and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.